Before you can create a healthy relationship with others, you first have to create a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Janie is a nationally respected psychotherapist, and on this show, she and her featured guests will help you discover and break patterns in your life that can contribute to self-sabotage and unhealthy relationships. Now, here is Dr. Janie Lacey. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. It all boils down to your mindset, our willingness to act, and your ability to accept risk in pursuit of opportunity. Rather than labeling your next move as getting back on track, think of it as a reset on your life, an opportunity to to wipe the slate clean and start anew. It sounds magical, doesn't it? I want to encourage you that it's within your power to do so, to get your own reset. These are the words of our esteemed guest, Dominique Murphy, who is a three-time Emmy Award-winning journalist and Miss Virginia America 2020. She's a leading industry expert in the field of positive personal development. She is credited for securing some of the toughest interviews to crack. She's going to take us on a journey to learn how to truly reset no matter where you are in life. Welcome to the show, Dominique. Dr. Lacey, thank you for having me. This is such a such an honor, such a joy. All week I've been like, oh, counting down for tonight. So thank you. The honor is all mine. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your show. Well, we are so blessed to have you. You know, so those that may not know who Dominique Murphy is, tell us, who is Dominique Murphy? <laughs> Goodness. Well, it depends on, on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, really, my accolades, I'll tell you who I really am. Dominique Murphy is a student. I am a thirsty learner. I've always identified myself as a student. I never, ever planned to have arrived. I want to be learning every day of my life. And I challenge myself every day to learn something new that I did not learn the day before. So I define myself as a thirsty learner and or student. That's who Dominique really is. But in terms of accolades, yeah, I'm a three-time Emmy award-winning television personality and storyteller. I'm an author. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I have done pageants. I just love to help people. And now I train individuals as a media master on how to gain the confidence, find their voice, tell award-winning level stories and ultimately land opportunities in the media, whether that's TV, radio, newspapers, magazines, or podcasts. Well, that is Dominique Murphy, everyone. (laughs) And uh, we are going to utilize you to help many people today. You know, so I want to jump right in and I want to talk about, you know, that person who is listening or who is watching us and they feel lost, they feel confused about what they should be doing in life, right? Because sometimes people can get caught up in their roles and defining that as who they are. So let's put the roles aside, their roles in family, their roles in their career. How can someone start, and you talk a lot about this in Reset, how can someone start to make that mental paradigm shift? And can you also share a little bit of curtains into Dominique's life about those pivotal moments where she can clearly see the shifts that happen in her own life? Oh my goodness. Yes. Lots of shifts, lots of shifts. Say that slowly. (laughs) (laughs) I had to pause there for a minute. Uh, You know, yeah, I I love the question because 
There are so many people out there that are struggling, especially now more than ever before with COVID-19. I read a statistic the other day that said suicide rates have quintupled, domestic abuse cases have quintupled in some cities across America. And the reason why is because people are dealing with insane levels of stresses that they've never had to deal with before. And people are really struggling. Isolation is a very serious thing. And for a lot of people, mental health is a problem because of it. So for anyone out there, whether it's one of the things I just mentioned, or maybe you're just having a tough time, you lost something, jobs are not opening up, maybe you're just stuck in a job complacent and you're like, oh, I just have this job, I go to work, I get my money and I go back to work and I get my money and I go back to work and you just feel complacent, I want to have a message for you. First and foremost, the one thing that everyone has to do if they want more in their life, they have to decide. You have to make a decision that you don't want to be where you are one week, one year, five years from now. That is the very first step. You have to say, you know what? I'm not really happy where I am. And the reason why is fill in the blank. Why are you not happy? Why are you complacent? You have to decide, number one, that you want more. Once you make that decision, you need to ask yourself this question. What lights me up? What lights me up? And if you don't know, ask yourself, why do you get out of bed in the morning? And if you still don't know, if your answer is something like, I don't know, or because I have to work, so I have money, then you need to do a little bit of soul searching. There's a quote that I have on my bathroom mirror. I'm a big person into affirmations, and I'll tell you guys this story. I have two index cards. They're bright pink. They've been on my mirror for about 15 years. Anytime I move, I peel them off and I stick them back on. One is a quote by Charles Kettering, and it says, act as though it were impossible to fail. Imagine that. Act as though it were impossible to fail. If you were not concerned about what you think other people think about you, if you were not concerned about being criticized and people saying things that are not quite nice about you, what would you do? What is that thing? And we all have that thing. A lot of us just don't want to verbalize it, right? Do you want to become a pro athlete? Do you want to earn a million dollars in a year? Maybe it's $100,000 in a year, right? Maybe it's $100,000 a month. Maybe it's $100,000 a day. And a lot of you are going, oh, come on, Dominique, I can't do that. There are people who do that. So whatever that goal is that lights you up, that makes you think like, I can't even say this out loud. What will people think? That is what lights you up. That is your fire. You have to ask yourself, what would I do if it were impossible to fail? If I was not concerned about what people thought about me, what would I do today? And then I want you to write that down. And once you write it down, I want you to focus on it and say, okay, I now know what sets my soul on fire. I now know what I really truly want and turn that want into action. And what you're going to do is you're going to set yourself a 12 month plan. I'm not into five, 10 year things because we don't know where we're going to be in five or 10 years, but 12 months is very digestible. So in 12 months, where do you plan, not want, where do you plan to be in 12 months? Write it down. 
93% of people, and I learned this statistic from Brian Tracy, who's one of the leading motivational experts in the world. I had an opportunity to interview him at his house in 2020. And he told me that that 93% of people do not write their goals down. They have them up here, but they don't physically write them down. And something happens energetically when you put to pen to paper and say, I am so happy and grateful that I have achieved whatever it is, buy, and then put a date next to it within 12 months. Then you now have a blueprint. In 12 months, you are going to be here. So, okay, step one, we have that. Now, what has to happen every single month for that to become a reality? So month 11, write down what has to happen by then. Month 10, you're going to do it backwards. Month 10, this, nine, eight, seven. So then you'll know what has to happen that first month. Once you have the month down, you're going to break it down again. You're going to reverse engineer it by the week. And then once you have every week down, what has to be accomplished, you're going to hold yourself accountable. You're going to pretend there's this really mean boss. And that really mean boss is like, you better get this done. And you're like, okay, I got to get it done. What that means is if you're tired, you show up. If you're sick, you show up. If you don't feel like it, you show up. If someone says something mean to you, you show up and you keep showing up every single time you keep showing up. So at the end of that week, if it's, it's, if it's Thursday and you're like, there's no way I can get all this done in a day, you better wake up early, stay late. Don't go to bed that night and make it happen. Because when you take a step at a time, it's what Dr. Martin Luther King talks about. He talks about the staircase. And I love this analogy you don't have to see the full staircase. You just have to take one step at a time. And I want you to look at your days as steps. 365 steps, right? Do you know how far you will be in one year if you start implementing these changes right away? So I encourage everybody out there to map this out. Start taking steps in the right direction. And don't look at this mountain as you're at the bottom and you're looking up going... I'm never going to reach that. I'm never going to get up there. I want you to say, how do I get up there? Let me take one step and then another and then another and then another. And Dr. Lacey, I, I, you asked me to share a story, but I don't want to talk too, too much. I want to make sure we're collaborating back and forth here. <laughs> No, that is uh, spot on, Dominique, because someone today, they're going to write that quote on their mirror and they're going to write their goals down and they're going to start thinking about what do I need to do each day to get there? So in reset, you know, that's a perfect segue into in reset. You talk about owning it, owning it. What does that mean? We hear it all the time. So those that are listening and watching us, they wrote their goals down. They have that quote. They're doing and building. They're thinking about the stairs. How do they truly own it? Yeah, you have to claim it, right? You have to say, this is what I'm going to do, period. Yes, you have to claim it. You have to make it your own. You have to digest it. It's no longer, wouldn't it be nice if, or I wish I could. All of that goes out the window. You have to claim it. You have to live it as if it is already yours. I think a lot of us have heard the saying, dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. And the same is true with resetting your mindset. I don't want people to live in a limiting belief society where they think, oh, well, I can't do this. We do it all the time. And it's all based on fiction. It's all based on an illusion. This whole concept of I can't do it because I'm, I don't have the money. I don't have the spouse. I don't have the children. I don't have the connections. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. I'm not pretty. I'm not this. I'm not that. All of that is called white noise. 
it's all fiction. It's all false. So if we're going to focus on a false narrative, why don't we focus on a, a positive narrative, right? Let's let's use the illusion of everything's going to be amazing. You're going to show up. You're going to sound great. People want you. They love you. You have a message that the world needs to hear. Let's focus on that instead of all the negative things that we are focusing on. There's a, the second affirmation that's in my bathroom. It says, why not you? And the way you effectively do an affirmation, for those of you who may not be familiar, an affirmation is a statement that you say to yourself 10 times, I like to do 10 times every morning and 10 times every night. And what you do is you look at yourself in the bathroom mirror. That's how I do it because I have to face myself. And what you do, so for example, why not you is the second one. I just go, why not you? Why not you? Why not you? So many, why not you? And I do it 10 times because again, we make up these excuses, but why not you? You're just as capable. You're just as strong. You're just as worthy. You're just as wonderful. And resetting your mindset goes back to that point, realizing how amazing you are. What a lot of people don't realize is that every single person who can hear my voice right now was born a winner. And let me explain that. If you do not know how hard it is to come into this world, look it up. Out of more than a million sperm, you were the one that won. You're the one who won. So you were actually literally born a winner. So your first race in this world, you won. Okay. So you're here for a reason. And the second thing I want you to think about is if you look at your hands and everybody, I would love for you to do this with me. If you look at your hands and more specifically focus on your fingertips, you are the only person on this planet of more than 7 billion people who has those fingertips, those fingerprints. You are so uniquely designed. That's a code. You're here for an absolute reason. So whenever you start to feel down and blue and you doubt yourself, remind yourself, I won my first race. I was born a winner. I am so uniquely designed. Like I have a code that no one else will ever, ever have. No one will ever have the same fingerprints as you ever. Like that is so incredible. We're like snowflakes. So when you reset your mindset, you're going to tell yourself, I can do it. I will do it. I am going to do it. My voice needs to be heard. I deserve a seat at this table and I am just as capable as everybody else. I'll let everyone in on a secret. No one is any better than you at all. Nobody is any better than you. And on the same token, we, you are no better than anybody else. Everyone is the same. We're all ordinary people. The difference is that certain people choose to make extraordinary decisions every single day. They choose to work later. They choose to work smarter. They choose to invest better. They choose to collaborate over compete. They make these strategic decisions in their day-to-day -day lives that allow them to get to the next level. So resetting your mindset is understanding that anyone can do it. We are filled. We are filled with, with things from our childhood. I call it um, programming, right? We're all programmed. Something happened to every single person as a child Someone said something to you, negative. You're, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're not gonna make it. You're dumb, you're this, you're this, you're this, you're this. And unfortunately, we believed it. And that is why all of us as adults have insecurities in our lives. 
If you watch a two-year-old, it's incredible because they haven't been programmed yet. They don't have these limiting beliefs. They fall, they scrape their knee, they get back up. No problem. Somebody says something mean, they cry for 30 seconds, they're over it. And they never think about it again. Yet as adults, we have one negative thing one time and then we spend years and years and years thinking about that one person who said that one thing that bothered us. We have to work on our minds. Our minds as Earl Nightingale, I love him. He's a was an author. He is no longer with us. But he talks about the mind like a fertile piece of land. And he says, it doesn't matter what you plant in your mind, right? These seeds, if you will, thoughts are like seeds. And if you plant positive thoughts, positive seeds into the land, it will grow in abundance. So you will gain and get back positive things, more abundance, just lush life. If you are thinking positive things, if you plant negative seeds, doubt, shame, blame, justification, you're going to get that as well. It is inevitable. The land does not care what you plant. Your mind does not care what you put into it. But trash in is trash out every single time. So resetting is understanding that when those negative thoughts come into your mind, and they will, because we're human. Let's be honest. It's not like you just never think bad things or have bad days. But when you do, you can recognize them and say, oh, you know what? That's not, that's not serving me. Let me remove that from my mindset and let me focus on the positive things because it's a choice. Subconsciously, people don't believe that but you always have a choice in everything that you do on how you choose to feel. I can choose to feel good or I can choose to feel bad. You could say something absolutely terrible to me and I still have a choice. I can choose to feel good and say, you know what? That's your opinion and you're entitled to that and that's okay. But I don't accept that because I don't believe that. That's not, no. And I want to have a good day. Why would you choose to have a bad day? So when you understand that making those choices, Choices that no matter what anyone says to you, no matter what anybody does to you, you choose how you want to feel in every single situation. That's called keeping your power. You'd never want to give your power away. You want to be in the driver's seat at all times. And that is what resetting is all about. So essentially, the most important voice is the voice in our head. Yes. It's the person we're looking in the mirror. It's the person that we pour into. And there's this research out of, I believe, the University of Cambridge that says 69% of our thoughts are automatically negative. So it reminds me of the biblical verse about just taking every thought captive and what I'm hearing you say. So, you know, there's a saying that when you, when, that you said, and when I read it, I could just feel your energy behind it. But you talk about, I'm a bulldog. I will not stop until I win. As you're talking to us about being a winner, about being that one sperm that made it. And I just love that because I could feel the energy behind it. But talk to us, what does it look like to be self-defined? So we're building up to it. We have the quote on the wall. We're doing the, the self-talk. We wrote down our goals. Like how does we, how do we self-define? Cause you talk a lot about that in your book reset. Yeah. It's all about giving yourself permission, right? You have to decide who are you? Why are you here? What do you want to achieve in this world, in this life? Right? It's up to you. We have more control than we believe that we do. Oftentimes we think, oh, well I can't because of this, or I can't because of that. And it's not true. You absolutely do can do whatever it is that you want to do. The key is giving yourself permission, right? And sometimes that can be so scary. Sometimes we're afraid of success, believe it or not. And so it's giving yourself permission to step out, to step out of that comfort zone that you are in. And it's a lot like, I like to use the analogy of new shoes. 
You see those shoes, you walk past the mall and you're like, Ooh, look at those shoes. And then you're like, okay, I'm not going to get them. Okay. I'm going to get them. So you go in there, you get the shoes, you get the box, you take them home. You put the box on the bed, you pull the lid off, you pull the tissue paper off. You're doing your little happy dance with your new shoes. You pull them out of the box, you put the shoe on your foot and you're like, Oh, this is really uncomfortable, right? They look good, but they're not comfortable until you break them in. And the same is true in life. Anything we do, it's going to be uncomfortable until we break it in, until we get used to it. So anything in life, when you decide to start something different, if you want more for yourself, the first thing you have to understand is that it's going to be a little uncomfortable, not unbearable, but it's going to be a little uncomfortable because you've never done it. You have to build that muscle memory. Once you break it in, it becomes so much easier. Resetting is very simple once you know the strategy behind it. It's not this complex system where you're like, how do I even? No, once you read the book, once you start the system, you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I get it. But you have to give yourself permission and you have to give yourself grace because nobody gets this stuff overnight. It takes hours and hours and days and days of pounding at your craft before you can fully reset yourself. And so really 30 days is what you want to carve out to start working on your mindset, to start working on what you eat, drink, think about the people you surround yourself with. That circle of influence is so important and making sure that you are in a safe place at all times, eat, drink, and think. So essentially in the chapter in the book, you talk about being self-made. So anyone is capable, no matter where they are right now, to start making themselves very different than who they were in the past. Yes. You can start immediately and and just decide, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be? You can be self-made right this second. Just decide right now, I am going to be a self-made fill in the blank and own it. And no matter what anyone tells you, because whenever you do anything that's against the grain per se, that people have never seen you do before, naturally, there are going to be some people who don't like that, who are going to be confused as to why you are trying to do something that's different. You can be self-made immediately today. You can decide what it is you're going to do. That's the first step. You have to decide what it is. And once you decide what it is, what is that it for you? And only you can answer that. You can ask other people, what is my, what is it for you? And it doesn't matter. You know, we talk about success often and people assume success means you have millions of dollars and a nice car and, you know, a white picket fence and a little dog, right? That's not success. I'm sorry if that's what you thought it was, but that's not the definition of success. How many celebrities have we seen that have that times a thousand and they are morally broken? They're so sad. They're so depressed. They have all the money in the world, but that's not success. Success is deciding what it is that you want to do and doing the best job at it because you chose it. Success is the stay-at-home mom who's doing that because she wants to be a stay-at-home mom and she loves it. Success is the school teacher who loves teaching kids and gets so much joy out of seeing a kid go from A to Z in a school year. That is a success. Now, a success can be a CEO or an entrepreneur, absolutely, but it's because they chose to do it, but they have their priorities in place as well. They are fulfilled internally. It's not just about the dollar. They're not just chasing money. Instead, they're chasing excellence. One of my mentors told me that years ago, and it really resonated with me. He said, Dominique, don't chase money, chase excellence. Mm. 
And when he said that, it woke me up. And I was like, oh my gosh. He's like, yeah, chase excellence in everything that you do. Always chase excellence. And it's such a simple concept, but one that we don't think about. We need to chase excellence in our lives. What is it that you want to do? You're going to be self-made. Don't say want. You are now self-made. I want you to claim it today. I am self-made. And now go make it happen. One step, one step, one step at a time. So talk to us, Dominique. Now they're ready to go make it happen. And now the work begins. And what comes to mind with that is sometimes people have to make some hard decisions and some hard choices. And, you know, talk to us a little bit about that um, as we uh, round up to our break about what are some of the tough decisions so we can normalize it. Sometimes I, I will look at that people have to change the people who you have around you. Right. So talk to us a little bit about that. Sometimes in life, you have to clip your dead ends and uh, (laughs) I'm not talking about your hair. Okay. So in life, you have to do an audit of the people who are around you. People are one of two types. They're either energy givers, they give you life, they make you just feel so good and loved and warm, or they're energy suckers. They pull the life out of you. They make you feel tired. They make you feel sad, depressed, angry, right? They make you feel anything other than fantastic. Energy givers and energy suckers. So you need to look at every area of your life, starting with social media. Because when people say like your circle of influence, people often think, oh, like your immediate family. And we'll get to that here in a second, but really it is everything that you are exposed to in a day-to-day basis. So most people, when they wake up in the morning, the first thing they do is they grab their phone and they look at their phone. Number one, stop doing that. Don't do that, okay? I want your mornings to be for you, to focus on yourself, your mindset, to get going, to be like in the moment, be present with gratitude. But if you do grab your phone and you're one of those people who starts looking at your phone the very first thing in the morning, oftentimes people will go to social media. That's the first thing they do. They'll check Facebook or Instagram or whatever your platform of choice is. And if you find yourself doing this at any point in the day, especially the morning, and you see anyone on there that makes you feel anything other than amazing, you have to delete them because you will not win. You will not win when you are starting your day or even throughout your day, surrounded by people who are negative. Negative energy, just so everybody knows, the law of inertia, energy is never destroyed. It moves from one person to another, one thing to another. So if you find yourself in this situation where energy is uh, you know, being pulled left and right, you have to say, okay, this is not going to work for me. I need to separate myself from the people who are sucking my energy. So start with social media. Then I want you to take a look at the people around you, right? Whether it's family, whether it's close friends, are they there to provide you with value and love or are they coming from a place of malice? If it is malice, you have to remove them from your life. That is how you create a positive circle of influence. We have to do an audit and got to make some changes. Yes. And when we come back from our break, that's going to lead me into asking you about being a holistic being and what do we need to do to get there? So we'll be right back. Let's talk about it with Janie Lacey. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
Are you often attracted to unavailable partners? Feel like you can't stay but can't leave a toxic relationship? Obsessed with thinking about a current or former lover? Feel resentful that you're always taking care of the other person? The Woman Redeemed Therapy Program is for women who want to break free from toxic relationship patterns so they can find the love they truly deserve. This program is a safe, nurturing environment, essential for building self-worth and acquiring the tools to work through challenges and create your best self. We invite you to begin the journey today to start building the new you. Call 407-622-1770 or visit LifeCounselingSolutions.com. That's LifeCounselingSolutions.com. Are you living day by day, nervous, in fear, or constantly feeling overwhelmed? This is probably due to an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders can develop from many different factors and can affect each and every person differently. Anxiety disorders can develop because of genetics, personality, stressful life events, and many other reasons. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America reports that more than 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety-related illnesses, and anxiety is also considered the most common mental disorder in the United States. You don't have to suffer alone. Call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit LifeCounselingSolutions.com today. Has your anger ever taken you somewhere you regretted? Have you ever said something in anger that you wish you could take back? Have you ever hurt anyone as a reaction of your anger, physically or emotionally? Let's face it, anger is a part of life. We all experience anger in our lives at some point. The question we need to ask ourselves is whether this has become a habit. What matters is how we deal with it. So, Call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit OrlandoAngerManagement.com today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Let's Talk About It with Dr. Janie Lacey. To reach the show today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Janie at lifecounselingsolutions.com. Now back to Let's Talk About It. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. We are here with our esteemed guest, Dominique Murphy. She is talking everything to help us reset our life and really drive home who we were meant to be. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the holistic being, but before we do that, you know, as we were chatting during the the break about imposter syndrome, talk to us a little bit about, you know, because when people hear that, sometimes they don't relate to it, but I believe on some level, everyone relates to it. So share a little bit about that with us. Yes. A lot of people don't know what the term means, right? It's kind of a new term. I just learned the term really like two years ago. I'm like, what is this imposter syndrome I keep hearing? Imposter syndrome is that little voice in your mind that tells you you're not good enough. It's that little voice that always just pops up whenever you're about to put yourself out there that says, are you sure you want to do that? What if you fail? What if you fall on your face? What if you freeze? What are people going to say about you? That voice that's constantly just kind of, it's like a splinter in your mind. That is what imposter syndrome is. And you have to work on it. It's a lot like taking a shower, right? We don't do it once. We work on it every single day. We shower every day. So those little voices, imposters, if you will, 
come up. They crop, crop up every day. And the key is when it happens, realizing like, okay, I can do it. I'm going to put myself out there because what do I have to lose? I ask people this often when they're dealing with imposter syndrome. And I say, what do you have to lose? Like, why are you scared? And I get it. I'm not saying like, I totally empathize with this because I was there myself at one point. I said, what do you have to lose? They go, well, nothing. I'm like, you're right. The worst thing that can happen when you put yourself out there is you don't get the thing you're going after or somebody says something really rude or mean, right? And so that is their opinion, first and foremost. And on top of it, that's called projection. When somebody else is broken, they want to project that onto you. When they feel like they can't do it, they don't want you to do it. When someone said to them, you're worthless, you're not good enough, they now want to make other people feel that same way. So as long as you understand that, then it doesn't have to be an issue for you. Les Brown has this quote that I heard, gosh, when I was a child and I loved it. And he said, someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And that means that just because someone says something about you doesn't mean you have to accept it. It never becomes truth and true unless you choose to accept it. You can say anything about me, anything you want. And I can choose to take it in or I can choose not to. I usually choose not to because that's none of my business. And I'll give you guys a story. When I was working in Kansas City, I was the main evening news anchor at the number one station there. And I worked nights. So the, the nighttime, the night newscast. And I would go in at 2. I'd get done around 11, 1130 at night. And there was this man who called in every single day that I worked there for three years. He would call the front desk and he'd be like, oh, I can't stand Dominique. You guys need to fire her. I can't stand her. She's awful. I cannot stand her. And it happened for a few months before anyone at the station decided to tell me. And then one day, I'll never forget it. My assignment news desk editor was like, okay, so there's this guy and he keeps calling. And today he called because he hates your outfit. And he calls every day and da, 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 da. And she tells me the whole story. And I started laughing. And she goes, why are you laughing? And I said, because he's my biggest fan in disguise. He calls in every single day. I was like, that's hilarious. There's three other stations besides ours. And yet he watches me every single night and calls in. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, that's my biggest fan in disguise. So when you can control your own energy, and it, when I said that, she goes, right? Because it, the mindset wasn't shifted, right? It's a paradigm shift. Some people would look at that and say, oh my gosh, this guy keeps calling in. That's so rude. That's so mean. I thought it was funny. I'm like, wow, he must really love me subconsciously because otherwise he would flip the channel and never call in, right? So it's all about changing your mindset when it comes to how people have power over you. Keep your power. Do not let anybody take that because that's your joy. That's your joy. And nobody, nobody deserves the right to take your joy from you. One of these sayings I always like to say, Dominique, is access is currency. We wouldn't just give anybody a million bucks. <laughs> and you know, it also reminds me of uh, this morning at the at the breakfast table with our dear friend, Glenn London. You know, he said he asked us all the question of um, who loses if we don't win, right? And asked us all to really think about that. And that kind of reminds me of what you're saying, which leads me into a part of the book that I really resonated with. And I want you to kind of share some snippets so people can take some notes and it can help them. But you talk about that holistic being. Can you talk to us a little bit, the reasons behind that being so important? How does that contribute to 
our success and resetting our life. Yeah. You have to be whole, right? And so when we talk about holistic, the, the term, different people define it different ways, but whole, right? It's, it's like the, the full glass of water, right? When we, you can't pour from an empty glass. And the reason why I like to talk about this holistic being and being whole and filling your cup, because a lot of us, if we're being honest, we give, 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 we give. And then at the end of the day, we're just depleted. We're like, gosh, I'm not whole. I can't pour into other people. I can't be my best self. I can't be in my best light. We're not fully whole. And I heard this story the other day, and I want to share it with your audience. It was about Michael Jordan. And when Michael Jordan was at the top of his game, everybody wanted Michael. Everyone wanted Michael on their endorsement deals. They wanted him to be the face of everything, everything. And when Michael would go on interviews, it was very clear by his team that he would walk in the door that from the second he walked in to the second he walked out, they had 60 minutes. They had one hour. And some people would look at that and be like, really? He's got, he's giving us one hour to do this full blown ad, this full blown commercial. That's, that's rude. And his team was like, no, it's not rude at all. It's very generous because Michael needs to work on being whole. What does that mean for him? It meant that he needed to be on the court practicing. He needed to make sure that he was getting rest and that he was hydrated and eating the best food, not running around eating McDonald's and fast food, that he was eating really quality products. All of these things were his brand. And if his brand suffered, inevitably he would lose all these endorsement deals because if he wasn't playing well, nobody would want him to be the face of their shoe line or whatever it was. So they made a deal that whenever he would show up anywhere, they had 60 minutes. And the beautiful thing about that is when he put his foot down, people respected him so much more. They also took his time very seriously. When he walked in, it was like everyone was ready. Cameras are in place. They weren't playing around, testing out lenses and testing lighting. Everyone was ready and in place. And he was whole, right? He was able to say, I can give myself here. I can give myself here, 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 and here. Here are my priorities. For him, it was obviously his game and his family. And those two things took precedence. Everything else was secondary. And for all of us here, in order for us to be whole, it's not just working. It's balance, right? You need to have all of these different pieces of the puzzle put together. So what is whole for you? You have to define that because it's different for everybody. Literally, no two people are the same. And the reason the right method is on the book, the right method is a paradox. There is no right method. You have to find what's right for you. So what is right for you? What is, what makes you whole? What is it? Because I, like I said, no two people are the same, right? What do you need to make you whole, to make you balanced? Because you cannot be the best you if you are depleted in any area of your life. So find the balance, find what makes sense for you, and then go out and go live it. So we are our best self when we take care of ourselves, and when we look in the mirror, everything resembles that, how we take care of what we put in our body, how do we take care of our mind, all those things, great, great things. You know, and you're quoted, I like this um, quote when, in the book where you talk about you learn more from failure than success and don't let it stop you. And you talk about how failure builds character. What are some of your greatest lessons that you can share with us that we can learn from? I'd love to share a story. Do we have time before the commercial break to share a story? Yes, we have time. Okay. So I want to share this story with your audience because so often, let me go back a step. I used to always go and speak to young girls when I was on TV all the time. And I would go to different girl scouting events and young women leadership camps. 
And one time I was at an event and this young lady who was years above her age said, let's play a game. I said, okay. And she goes, and there were probably 12, 13 girls there. She goes, let's play a game. I said, all right. She goes, let's play guess what you have done. I said, how do you play that? She goes, we're going to look at you and we're going to, we're going to guess things about you. I said, okay, let's, let's, let's play. So they all start chiming in. And they started saying things like, oh, it must have been really easy for you. Your life must be really great. You're, you must be loaded. You must be this, but this, 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 this. It must be easy. That was like the, the main thing I kept hearing. Like, it must be so easy for you. You must have been really lucky. And for years, I would always just kind of go, ha, no. But it was very fake. And then it was this exercise that really woke me up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. By not sharing my real story and not being transparent with the world, I am doing more of a disservice to people than a service. And that is when I woke up and I said, let me start sharing my real story. All of the setbacks, all of the losses, all of the, the time trials and tribulations, times when I just played victim all the time, like my real story and how I grew into the person that I am today. So I wanna share a story with your audience I was in Cleveland, Ohio. I was a television news host, a TV host. And I finished my episode the way I did every single day. And I said, thanks for watching. I'll see you back here tomorrow. I grabbed my phone the same way I did every single day. And I looked down at my phone this one particular day. And there was a message from my executive producer. And it said, meet me upstairs now. And I thought, well, okay, that can't be good. So I proceeded upstairs and upstairs in this building was where all of the managers worked. So all of the, all the managers, all the heads, the department heads and human resources. So I thought this cannot be good. So I'm doing the long walk up the stairs and I turn the corner and I get into a conference room and I see my entire team and I'm like, oh, okay. So my guard went down. I thought, okay, there's going to be an, an announcement for somebody's retirement, or maybe they brought on a new HR director, no problem. So I sit down and I start talking to the person next to me. And then all of a sudden my boss, my news director goes, <clears throat> and I look up and he's sitting directly in front of me. And he said, Dominique, the show you just finished, that was your last show. You were no longer the host of that show. And the whole room went, what? what? And I sat there just frozen and humiliated because I couldn't believe what just happened. And I just sat there and he looked at me and he said, do you have any questions? I said, yeah. Um, can I speak with you in private? He said, yes. So we proceeded into his office. I sat down and he said, do you have any questions? And I said, yeah, do I still have a job? He goes, yes. I said, okay, what is my job? He goes, what do you want it to be? And I looked at him again, really confused. And I said, what I was hired for, but my assumption is that's off the table. So I, I don't know. And he said, you have two options. You can come back in here tomorrow as a reporter, which was a really big demotion for me. He said, or you can walk out that door and never come back. Either way, it's up to you. I said it just like that. And I sat there and it took everything to peel myself out of that chair. And I walked out, walked, I thanked him for his time, got to my car and I called my husband and I broke down crying. And I said, oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I do? And then he said, babe, come home. 
And my mind, I was like a hamster on a wheel. I'm like, what did I do? Did I say something? And nothing was coming to mind. I'm like, what did I do? Did I do something? What happened? He said, babe, come home. So that night I got home and I was beside myself. I'm like, how did this happen? Everyone's talking about me. I don't even know if I can show my face in there again. Like, there's no way. And my husband, who's Mr. Rock Solid, he goes, you have two choices now. You can do what everyone expects you to do, which is to hide your face and never go back in there, or you can rise above it. But only you can choose what you're going to do. I can't tell you what to do. Like You have to decide. So that night I tossed and turned, tossed and turned. And I went from, there's no way to, yeah, I'm going to go. Then I'm like, no, no, I'm not. No, 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 not doing it. And then it was like, yeah, I'm going. And then it was like, no, no, can't do it. <laughs> By the morning, it turned into, let's make this happen. So I got up two hours earlier than I normally did. I found a story and I owned this new role, showed up at work. And I was like the rare panda at the zoo, right? Everyone was like, when I walked in the door, like she's here. <laughs> so I went into the uh, morning meeting, that morning editorial meeting, and my boss said, does anybody have a story idea today? First hand that went up. And again, every head just went like, is she okay? Why is she here? So I pitched my story. It ended up being the number one story that night, the lead, as we call it, the top story. And that was a blessing for me in disguise. Cause I'm like, okay, there's a lesson here. I have no idea what it is. I have no idea. I don't want to be doing this, but there's a lesson here if I'm paying attention. Failures are not failures. Failures are opportunities to learn and grow if you are paying attention, if your eyes are open, if you're paying attention. Because a lot of times when things happen to us, we look down. We're like, oh, so awful. But if you choose to look up and every day go, I don't know why I'm here, but there's something here. There's a lesson for me in this. Those opportunities will not miss you. So I showed up another day, another day, another day, another week, 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 month, month. And I'm like, what is the lesson in this? This is not what I want to be doing. I am not happy, but I'm just going to keep giving it my best foot every single day. Three months went by and the Republican National Convention came into town. And it was my job as a reporter to go out and cover it. Now, this year in particular, they had some insight that concerned them. So I was required to go through two weeks of military SWAT training. Everything from like, if someone starts shooting from the top of the building, this is what you do. If someone throws tear gas on you, this is what you do. And I'm sitting there in these lessons, horrified, like, what, what? So then the week was approaching and they said, Dominique, we're going to send you out with an armed bodyguard. I said, what? They go, you're going to get an armed bodyguard. And his name is Gunny. Can't make this stuff up. The guy's name was Gunny. <laughs> Kid you not. G-U-N-N-Y. I'll never forget it. And uh, so he was supposed to be with me at all times. And he was an armed uh, bodyguard. On top of that, the day before I went out, they go, oh, by the way, here's your bulletproof vest. And here's your bulletproof helmet. So my mindset at this point is they think I'm going to get shot. There's a chance, a big chance that I'm going to get shot. Because there's no way I would have an armed bodyguard and full-blown bulletproof armor, unless they, there was a chance that this could happen. So the mindset was, okay, what is the lesson in it? There's a lesson in here. Keep going, Dominique. I don't know what it is. Uh, this has been three months of this. I'm not happy. I, just keep doing it. Show up, not for them, but for you show up for yourself. Keep your head up. So day one went by. I didn't get shot. Day two, day three, day four, day five, fifth day, I was in the protest and there's a big fight that broke out next to me. 
I was the reporter that was down there covering it. It was that and all of the coverage from the RNC that led to this one right here. That's my first Emmy award. And I tell people that story because what I perceived as the worst thing that could have happened career-wise for me turned out to be one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. It was that that opened so many doors because I was complacent. I was going through the motions. I was working a job that was just very easy. I would literally on my lunch break go walk the parking lot because I was so bored. Like I was bored out of my mind. And so sometimes in life, it's like you're behind a curtain on Broadway, right? You're behind the curtain and you're like, should I go? Should I go? I can't, I can't. And then someone pushes you through and there's a whole audience in front of you and it's showtime. And that is what happened to me. I was pushed through. And I tell everyone this story because when a door closed, when you perceive a door is closing, a door is never, it is never, ever closed unless you say it is closed. You can walk around a door. You can climb over a door. You can crawl under a door. You can kick a door down. Even when there's no dots, you can figure out a way to connect the dots if you're paying attention, if your eyes are open. Because for me, none of this would have happened if I had done what everyone thought I was going to do. Had I walked away and said, well, they did me wrong. I guess my job's over, whatever. Had I done that, this door wouldn't have opened. That first Emmy led to a second. That second led to a third. That led to countless other opportunities for me because I was not afraid to put myself out there. Now, that was part of the story, and I thought that's where it ended. It took me three years to realize that that news director, who I thought did me so wrong, did me the greatest gift. And I sent him a letter three years later, and I said, thank you, a handwritten card. I said, thank you so much, because you will never realize what you did for me. And even though at the time I didn't see it and realize it, thank you, because I would have still been there today. So I encourage everybody, never play victim. Never play small. Understand that storms do not last forever. And when you are going through one, yes, keep your eyes open because there's always a lesson in everything if you are paying attention. You know, Dominique, I get this picture of, of you this saying about you going through hell and you came out on fire with the <laughs> Emmy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> But I want to take a quick um, turn here. You know, sometimes we read these things and you don't know if they're true or not. So I want to share with you a fun fact I read about Dominique and I okay. want you to tell us if it's true or not. So, so this is a oh, fun no. fact that I read. <laughs> is it true that your parents appeared on NBC's Today Show in a segment called Is Sex Better After 50? Hosted by Hoda. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so my parents have been on the Today Show God, how many, like two or three times now? It's crazy. And yes, that was one of the episodes. It was, uh, it, yeah. So Hoda turned 50. And so she did a thing about like sex post 50 and my father and mom are featured on that. You can find that I'm sure on Google and my, you'll know who they are. The, the two characters in that segment. That's my, my mom and dad. Yep. 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 That is <laughs> I just true. love it. Just love uh, it. <laughs> I learned more about them that I never wanted to know in that segment ever. And so <laughs> I, tried, I tried to bury that one away, but yeah, it keeps coming back up. No, I, my parents are great. They're, they're so fun. They're funny. They're charismatic. Yes. They were on there talking about their sex life with the world. Um, and they were in their sixties at the time. So I'm sure you can imagine. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> 
I just love it, Dominique. You know, so so as we uh, um, get ready to wrap up this uh, show segment, if you can share with us, I want to ask you a question. If you can share with us in two minutes, your son Christian, which I'm a boy mom, so I actually love boy moms. He's 35 years old now, and he's getting his mental health checkup, and he finds himself in a safe place in America's favorite psychotherapist's office. <laughs> and she asked him, Christian. She's asking him about his childhood. Who was your mother, Christian, till you were about 16 years old? What does Christian say? Oh, gosh. He would say, I would hope he would say, my mom would drop anything for me, which is one of my greatest, like, my kids are my number one. Like, my family, for me, nothing, like, it, it's my family. So if if I get a call and something happens, I'm gone. Like, it's not even a, well, let me get home in two hours. He would say my mom is somebody who truly loves me, who is doing so much to show me that it's possible for me to do what I want to do one day. I We do affirmations with him as well. And so his favorite one right now is I'm amazing. He's he's three and he can't fully say amazing yet, but he'll say I'm amazed. And so I'm like, I'm amazing. He goes, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. So he understands that he's an amazing, amazing fully capable young boy. And my wish is that when he's 35 and looks back on his childhood growing up with his little brother as well, that he says, wow, my mom took the time because time is everything. Kids don't care about money. They don't care about that. They care about time. My mom was always there for me. My mom cared for me. And whenever I needed her, she was there like that. Mom was there. Thank you. I just love being a boy mom. My Rylan is turning nine and we do affirmations every morning. He says, I'm strong, I'm brave, and I'm smart. Same thing every single day. But in 30 seconds, I mean, what's next for Dominique Murphy as she continues to shine on herself as well as other people's lives? Gosh, next steps. You know, honestly, I'm so excited about Media Mastery Now, which is my new company. It's uh, we have a boot camp coming up in two weeks. It's mediamasterynow.net slash bootcamp. If you're looking to master the media, find your voice, gain confidence, and actually get in front of a new audience, you're looking to monetize your story, monetize your message, and get your brand out there to a larger audience, then you definitely want to check that out. But that's my, my focal point, growing that, continuing to inspire and help as many people as I can, and of course, being mom. <laughs> Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us today on Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. I mean, we have gleaned so much and we are going to reset. So in an ending quote from Reset by C.S. Lewis, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. Thank you for tuning in. Let's Talk About It can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join your host, Dr. Janie Lacey, for another edition of the show next week.